it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. The horror in the media. How dare this man hold a rally? How dare he fundraise? Who does he think he is? He should know how serious these allegations are. Blackout on the $5 million to Joe Biden. Blackout. Malarkey. 17 recordings. Malarkey. Nothing to see here. And the media went, oh yeah, nothing to see here. They're not even talking about it. They don't care. And let me tell you something. If by running this story, they felt the voter would consider it more of a crime, more of a detriment, that the vice president of the United States took in $5 million, that's one time that we know about. We don't know. You think that was the first time he was on the take? Like when you see a, a drug addict in the street? <laughs> That's the first time they did crack? That's the first time they did bath salts? You think that's the first time? Right? You see a prostitution sting? That's the first time she was walking those streets. I feel bad for her. Well, maybe it was. But I got a feeling that if these recordings... See, I unlike the media, I'm not going to sit here and say Biden's 100% guilty. I don't know. I know what Chuck Grassley told us. I know that the FBI has made documents available to members of Congress in a skiff that unlike apparently back to 1974, these members of Congress couldn't take home with them, unlike Joe Biden, who's been taking documents since 1974, and nobody cares. Nobody cares. He said it right on TV. I haven't had papers since 1974. Wow, I guess you're Biden. That's fine. Just, you know, it's funny, Bill, just the sound off in here. We have CNN on one of them. Just the looks on the faces of the people sitting around the glass table with the network logo coffee mugs. It's just, it's, 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 I'll tell you this. I remember years ago being told, I, I, I don't, I only been in the presence of Roger Ailes once and I never met the man, but somebody told me it might've been, might've been Beck that what he would do is if he was looking at somebody's tape for Fox news, that he'd turn the sound off and he'd put it on while he was doing other things to see if whatever would it, would it attract his attention from whatever it is he was doing. And just look at this, look at the sourpuss. Who is this Sung, Sung Min Kim? Uh, White House press reporter for the, uh, for the pool reporter for the, uh, the AP. The look of misery and torture, they all look like they're having a hard time with a bowel movement. They all look like it's like they ate something really bad it's making that grumbling noise, but it's not coming out on time. Like they need some X-lax or something. And then there's Dana Bash. Dana Bash walked into a bar. The bartender said, Mrs. Horse, why the long face? Anyway, they look miserable. I guarantee you this. If the media, if the media believed that the voter would actually be more offended, more shocked, more likely to change their vote from Biden to Trump, if they thought, well, the documents thing, this doesn't seem like a big deal. I mean, every president's done it. Oh, what? Uh, uh, he lied to the FBI. You know, it's kind of funny. Nobody's addressing. And this is why I think the case will end up falling apart. How did we make the leap from a civil penalty to a criminal investigation? Well, he refused to give the documents back. Okay. There are still civil remedies for that. It's almost as if people with an interest here kind of knew Donald Trump and how he would react. So they said, you know what? Let's skip some of these civil remedies. Send the FBI in. 
guarantee he makes a false statement. Guarantee he does something that we can we we can deem obstruction. Guarantee we can get that. Kind of like if the health inspector comes into your restaurant and they look hard enough, they're going to find something. But the media will not give an equivalent amount of time to an accusation that Joe Biden was accepting bribes in Ukraine if they think that will be the end of his reelection. So it's going to be orange man bad and orange man bad only. Wines at 695 Patriot 9572874. And let's be honest, whether you're watching MSNBC or CNN, you're watching former DOJ this, former FBI that, former former Democrat this, former Democrat that, they want Trump to be guilty. They keep talking about how Eileen Cannon may throw up the case no matter how damning the evidence, but what if the evidence isn't what it's all, it's all cracked up to be? What if Jack Smith, the guy that blew it in the Bob McDonald case, reversed by a unanimous Supreme Court, what if his evidence, I mean, it's made for TV. It's made for Rachel Maddow. It's made for Chris Hayes. It's made for Anderson Cooper. But what if in a court of law, a judge determines that the government overstepped the bounds by going so quickly from something civil to something criminal. So, well, you can't make false statements to the FBI. Well, hold on a second here. And maybe get Gillum on the phone. Maybe get Gillum on the phone. I want to ask I want to ask somebody with FBI experience this. And by the way, is he going to be filling in? We had a death in my family. My uncle passed away. So I'll be attending the funeral tomorrow and I'll be off Friday with family. I, uh, I, I'm not going to be taking a lot of time this summer. You know, the hardcore summer. This is not uh, downtime, fun time for me. It's it's going to be family time. Not that you can't have fun with family, but we're not doing it for fun reasons. Anyway, lying to the FBI. Does the FBI have to be involved in a criminal investigation? Or can the FBI manufacture a false statement out of thin air? Does the person being questioned have to be involved in a criminal investigation? So if you're Donald Trump's bodyguard or body man, they say, hey, we just want to talk to you about some things. Now, you might not think, unless you're informed, that what you're, you think you're chatting up the FBI, you're just trying to help out, and you inadvertently make a false statement They say, we got you making a false statement. Wait, was I part of an investigation? Because you can get anybody to make a false statement. Okay, you can get anybody to make a false statement if you try hard enough, if it's tradecraft, if you're good at it. And obstruction, we know that obstruction is about the easiest and lowest level charge that the FBI can get on someone. And isn't it funny how you don't see Biden be investigated for obstruction moving boxes all over the place? Was Hillary investigated for obstruction in her email case where she was clearly, clearly destroying evidence? Did James Comey in his presser mention the word obstruction once? I don't believe he did. The fact that she used bleach bit to try to eliminate emails and eliminate data on her private server tells you that she was trying to prevent the government 
from conducting its investigation. You would call that obstruction. But they didn't get her for obstruction. Wine's at 695 Patriot 9572874. There seems to be a lone standard here. And that is Trump is bad. He must have done something. Keep keep charging him, keep investigating him, keep going after him till you get something. That's not how the justice system works. But somewhere a leap was made from something civil to something criminal. And that when the FBI came in on what was something civil, by asking questions of Trump, his attorneys, his associates, they were manufacturing something criminal. Tell me where I'm wrong here. The last time I checked, the FBI wasn't supposed to use Airfinger's quote, lying to the FBI as a means to further an investigation. Meaning, if an FBI agent says, Mr. Wilkow, what did you have for dinner? What kind of restaurant were you in last Friday night? And I say, uh, I was getting a pizza. And they say, well, you know what? It's funny you say that. We got a receipt here from a restaurant that says you were at a hamburger joint. You just made a false statement to the FBI. Now, if the investigation involved my placement in the specific hamburger restaurant, and I lied and said I wasn't there, but I was, that might be lying to the FBI. But going, oh, you know what? That's right. Friday, I had pizza. Saturday, I had had a hamburger. This is what they did to George Papadopoulos is getting him things on minor missteps and minor forgetfulness and said, well, those are false statements. We, we, we've we got you. We've got you making false statements to the FBI. Now, all Americans have rights, and the swamp doesn't get to take that, that, them away, and neither does the FBI, which I think should be aptly changed the name to Federal Bureau of Intelligence because that's what this seems they're operating on. And we actually heard Andrew McCabe yesterday. This was my favorite thing. Do we have the clip from yesterday where McCabe says, well, these weren't documents marked classified in the Hillary Clinton case. Oh, so unless we get that sort of spy movie scene where there's a document with a, you know, cockeyed angled stamp that says classified surrounded by the red stamp frame, then it doesn't matter how much information. So Julian Assange... Julian Assange would be a a, a free man, right? He didn't actually take documents. He just released, you know, digital data. Listen to McCabe yesterday. Oh, well, there's, there's so much difference here. Play it. Cases come down to facts and evidence, not politics. And these two cases could not be more different on the facts. So let's talk about what we actually found in the Hillary Clinton email case. Yes, Hillary Clinton maintained private servers. Emails went across those servers. Ultimately, she returned 30,000 emails to the Department of Defense, work-related emails. In addition to those, we found thousands more emails that she uh, exchanged with people. The total uh, classified materials seized from that review were essentially 55 email conversations, strings of emails, in which eight were classified top secret, 37 secret, and 10 confidential. Now, it's important to remember Those weren't classified documents. That was simply the content of email exchanges that was later deemed to be uh, classified. These weren't documents with with, uh, classified stampings on the tops and bottoms and cover sheets and all that kind of stuff. 
Should it have happened? No. But what we didn't have was evidence that Hillary Clinton had intentionally exchanged or withheld classified information. Um, and that's just what we could and could not prove at the end of the day. The, what a didn't weasel. What a, what a what a weasel. No pushback, by the way. Let me go to let me go to an old piece from Politico. You know, I don't often enjoy uh, reading Politico, but this one kind of like the one where uh, in 2016 they they were they were starting to use the the I word when it related to Trump before he even had the nomination. Hillary Clinton emails the 12 juiciest bits from the FBI Clinton report. On at least two occasions when Hillary Clinton changed electronic devices as Secretary of State, the outgoing mobile devices met a violent end on the other side of a hammer or got broken in half. Right. No obstruction there. Right. Destroying these devices that carry data, emails, and classified information, she thought she could just smash them. That's not obstruction or destroying evidence. At other moments, two of Clinton's top aides recalled that retiring devices' whereabouts would often be a mystery. And elsewhere in the FBI report of its investigation and his interview with Clinton that was released publicly Friday, Clinton demonstrated a willingness to defer to others on matters of classified material, claiming on multiple occasions she could neither recall receiving training or in one particular instance responding that she did not know that C within parenthesis markings in an email uh, denoted confidential material. Well, what the hell did she think it meant? Clinton? See you next Tuesday? What does she think it meant? From the drones to hammers to Colin Powell, here are the 12 most remarkable sections of the FBI's notes related to its investigation. The oh-you-know-what moment. I'm saying you know what. They're using another word. After Clinton's staff members completed their response to the State Department for her email records in December 2014, Clinton said she told staff she did not need them anymore. In and around this same time frame, the retention policy for her email was changed as part of her move to a new personal account, the FBI stated in notes from Clinton's interview. Former Chief of Staff Cheryl Mills said that Clinton in December 2014 decided she did not need to access any of her emails older than 60 days, but according to a redacted source, another redacted entity did not modify the retention policy on Clinton's ClintonEmail.com account until March 2015. So... Do we see a pattern here? Do we see a pattern? Breaking and smashing. Longtime Bill Clinton aide Justin Cooper, who helped set up the private email account that Hillary Clinton used as Secretary of State, was the person usually responsible for setting up her new devices and syncing them to the server. Top aides Huma Abedin and Monica Hanley, as well as another person whose name is redacted, also helped Clinton set up her BlackBerry. According to Abedin and Hanley, Clinton's old devices would often appear to part, uh, disappear to parts unknown once she transitioned to a new device. Cooper, according to the report, did recall two instances where he destroyed Clinton's old mobile devices by breaking them in half or hitting them with a hammer. Huh. The meaning of C. Clinton told the FBI she did not know what C portion markings on an email chain signified, explaining she thought it meant paragraphs were marked in alphabetical order. C, 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 C. There's no A, there's no B, there's no D. But she thought C, she thought C just meant alphabetical order. Uh, interesting. The suspicious porn email. 
The FBI said it uncovered multiple instances of phishing or spear phishing emails sent into Clinton's account, including one that appeared to be sent from another state official's account. Clinton responded to the email by trying to confirm the person actually sent it, adding, I was worried about opening it. But in another incident, the FBI noted that Aberdeen uh, emailed someone whose name was redacted, conveying Clinton's concern that someone was hacking into her email after receiving an email from a known redacted associate containing it to a link with, a por with pornographic material. There's no additional information as to why Clinton was concerned about someone hacking into her email account or if the specific link referenced by Abbott was used to vector as a vector to infect Clinton's device. The FBI report states that after roughly two lines of redacted text goes on to note that open source information indicated that if open, the target's user's device may have been infected and information would have been sent to at least three computers overseas, including in Russia. I'm not going to read every single bit of this. But you listen to this little weasel, McCabe, pretending, oh, no, Hillary was fine. She didn't do anything. It's that orange man bad we got to get. I hope the judge throws out the whole case. Wine 695 patriot 957-2874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Serious XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Will Count Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.